Hey everyone, thank you for joining the Pastor Resources Podcast. Hope you enjoy the reading of our latest article. The Decline and Fall of Seminaries I'm not a teacher, but an awakener. Robert Frost The medieval world thinking about God was done in a monastery where it was bathed in a liturgical setting amid devotional practices. In the modern world, thinking about God is done in a university where liturgical formation is replaced by academic formation marked by a disputational spirit and critical practices. Whether seminaries are under the university umbrella or freestanding, the university model of disputation and deconstruction reigns. The issue is not that seminaries are too academic. The issue is that seminaries need a new academics, a new model of academia that will make sense of what's going on around us based on what has gone on in the past. Explore what the impact of change has been before and will be now, and suggest preparations that will enable the church to adapt. Just as the culture needs public intellectuals, the church needs public theologians who will write in a vernacular and not cast out the colloquial. Theologians often wear it as a badge of honor not to suffer fools gladly. But Jesus suffered fools daily and embraced lepers warmly. The seminaries are at a critical crossroads. Their lecture, drill, test, seminar-based model of learning, whether in the classroom or online, is a holdover from Germany's 16th century innovations of gymnasium learning and Gutenberg technology. Seminaries are no longer the portal for ministry, nor is its graduates the candidate of choice for much of the dynamic portion of U.S. Protestantism. The Internet has become the global platform for the exchange of knowledge among people, and seminary faculty has been some of the staunchest defenders of the Gutenberg culture and the holiest holdouts from TGIF, Twitter, Google, Instagram, and Facebook. Maybe it's time for the local churches to resume their traditional role of being a major educational force in both the church and the world. A church of clergy, by the clergy, and for the clergy is not where our future lies, Father Peter Day. The best church has something of the seminary in it, and the best seminary has something of the church in it. Seminaries used to be the place where the church did its best thinking. Faculty were encouraged and rewarded to cross the barbed wire barriers that separated academic disciplines. Some seminaries even functioned as R&D centers for the church. In the quest for academic prestige and scholarly glory, seminaries are now more accountable to the academy and its guilds than to the church and its ministries to religious studies methodology rather than theological studies and ecclesiology. 
instead of seeing orthodoxy as an inspired consensus arrived at over centuries of arguments and debates over how to describe best the mysteries of Revelation. The very concept of orthodoxy is suspect because orthodoxies are imperially imposed. When a faculty member's personal subscription to the Apostles and Nicene creeds become academically radioactive in seminaries, being given millions of dollars a year by denominations to prepare pastors for its churches, then it's time to issue a yellow alert. To some degree, of course, all faculty bear the triple burden of vocations to the life of the church, the academy, and the wider culture. But increasingly, the seminary faculty have thrown off the burden of the church for those of the university and the politics component of secular society and are as committed to scientific and non-religious versions of providence as our predecessors were to theological ones. Having failed to find substantial readers in the church, theologians withdrew into the echo chamber of the academy and there found a secure home writing to each other. With that shifting of focus away from the church and toward the academy, seminaries have become virtually indistinguishable from colleges and universities without the obligatory obsequious rites of the church bashing and Christ smearing. If you arrive in seminary with a faith in Jesus, the religious studies fixation gradually breaks down until it decomposes into theories and critiques and problematics leaving the body full of intellectual energy but drained of blood and bare of beauty. William Mule, William Mule, in his, eight, 19, in his 1984-5 Beecher Lectures at Yale, quoted a colleague, Taken together, he said, the faculty of this seminary has destroyed more churches than the Luflof. The problem is that they tell this joke with pride, not embarrassment. Declining denominations have been faithful to seminaries, requiring future ministers to have seminary degrees and investing millions of dollars a year in each seminary. But the seminaries themselves have often turned their backs on the church and romanced the university. Once, the seminary curriculum preserved the veneer of the church vernacular, even if its heart lay in the arms of the academy. But many now don't even bother with the lambskin covering, a graduate school of religion and a school of theology have become literally indistinguishable, and the academy's crackdown on raising up leaders for the church is gathering steam. 
The training of clergy in the future will be a reconceptualization of the apprentice model based on the local church. The word seminary literally means seedbed, seedbed for learning and, and faith formation. For a century now, seminary learning has been based on the accreditation of an institution. The ultimate accreditation, however, is can you do it and how well. In the future, seminary learning will be based on credentialing of a person, not on accrediting of an institution. And the primary focus for seminary learning will be the local church who will partner more with the accrediting bodies and with accrediting institutions. Every church must become a school for discipleship, educating ministers and missionaries and prophets. A seminary is, by definition, a community of inquiry and formation that learns how to teach others to lose yourself in Christ. In Russia, there is a pet saying that conveys the impact of Alexander Pushkin on Russian culture. Pushkin is our everything. A seminary is where you go to learn to exegete the statement, Jesus is our everything. They have taken away my Lord, and I know not where they laid him. Should be the epitaph on headstones for seminaries. In the future, the church must find ways to let Jesus out of the academic prison. The core curriculum for all theological education and human formation needs to be Jesus. All studies have one object, to know Christ and to make Christ known. This is the end of all learning and eloquence. In Christ, we experience the full panoply and promise of human existence. The church needs public theologians who will write in the vernacular. When they do, the door of theology swings wide open, inviting one and all to enter the conversation and enliven the church through truth. How do we then challenge the church's tendency toward, one, elitism, where theology is concerned, and then, two, in the denigration of theology as the enemy of faith? And then, number two, a cult, a safe place where people cannot be troubled by disturbing ideas or disturbing people is not a learning community. When a house of worship becomes an echo chamber, the gospel is reduced to a comfortable set of opinions. If you are a church leader, are you requiring pastoral and other staff members to enter the educational fray and have their mindsets challenged? Why? Or why not? These excerpts are taken from Rings of Fire by Leonard Sweet, copywritten in 2019. Used by permission of Nov Press, all rights reserved, represented by Tyndall House Publishings, a division of Tyndall House Ministries. The pastor, Richard Sweet, is a preacher, teacher, scholar, and best-selling author.
In 2006 and 2007, Lynn was recognized by his peers as one of the fifth most influential Christians in America, according to Church Report magazine. And in 2010, he was selected by the leader's non-English Christian website as one of the top 10 most influential Christian leaders in 2010. Lynn resides on Orcas Island off the coast of Washington State. You can find Leonard Sweet online at www.leonardsweet.com. Lynn Sweet on Twitter, Facebook, LinkedIn, Google, and Amazon. Thanks again for listening to the Pastor Resources Podcast. To read all of our articles, head over to pastorresources.com, and don't forget to subscribe to our podcast for more articles and special interviews.